0: Welcome to the Wags of SCI podcast, where we discuss life, love, and caregiving after spinal cord injury, hosted by Elena Pauly and Brooke
1: Page, Both of our partners are quadriplegics, and after connecting online in 2017, we began the advocacy and support group Wags of SCI, which is an acronym for Wives and Girlfriends of Spinal Cord Injury.
0: We know firsthand the challenges that come with living this lifestyle. And our mission is to spread education, awareness, and positivity from our unique perspectives.
1: As each week, as we tackle deep discussions around balancing life as a caregiver and a lover to someone with a spinal cord injury. Thank you so much for tuning in
0: to the Wags of SCI podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. And welcome back to the Wags of SCI podcast with your host, Elena Polly and Brooke Page. Today, we have the second part, part two of a topic that we began last week. We are taking a plunge into taking care of ourselves and doing um, that by looking at alternative medicines, by doing some of our own healing work. So today is the second part to our podcast, which will be titled Around Natural Pain Relief. So we will dive into that momentarily, but first I will take it over to Brooke.
1: Yes, we're really excited about talking about this one because we're extremely passionate about talking about natural uh, remedies. We both have had amazing experience uh, using natural remedies, so we'll get into that in a second because this is one of the most talked about topics on our Facebook private discussion group. Just to get us off started here, we want to say a huge thank you to Robin Wishart of Wishart Brain and Spine Law for sponsoring this podcast. You can visit Robin's website at brainandspinelaw.com or you can visit the Wags of SCI website and click on legal resources to learn more about Robin and her team um, and what they specialize in and how they can help you and your partner. Robin has been our legal advocate behind the scenes for the past almost four years now. She is a part of the Wags of SCI family because she doesn't stop helping uh, the caregivers and the partners with spinal cord injuries she is available to talk anytime and you can contact her again through us or her website brainandspinelaw.com if you need anything as far as legal assistance or advocacy secondly we want to thank annalisa and john they are the proud owners of rolling in paradise rolling in paradise is an adapted equipment specialist They provide everything from hand cycles to Hoyer lifts and other equipment. So if you need anything for outdoor activities, please go to a couple who understands this life because they're part of this life. Annalise is part of our group. And so we always like to support wagon businesses. So next time you are purchasing something, they are VA approved and they ship all over North America. Please go and support them at rollinginparadise.com and let them know that Brooke and Elena sent you. So today's topic is another juicy topic and you know we discussed last episode that we wanted to tackle more of these topics because a topic like pain and pain relief and painkillers it's something that is huge in the spinal cord injury community and yet you don't really get a lot of information about it. So last episode we were discussing all about gabapentin which is one of the number one prescribed pills after spinal cord injury. And we discussed how a lot of our partners actually get put on them in the hospital without even their knowledge. And they leave with a prescription for it and they just stay on it. And the function of gabapentin is to relieve nerve pain. It was originally created as an anti-epilepsy medication But as we said in the last episode, there is a lot of side effects. And for those of you out there whose partner is on Lyrica, it is very similar. It's just a different brand name. Um, So both of them kind of have the same mechanism of action. And we wanted to talk now in this episode more about natural pain relief. Because literally once a week on the private group, we get someone posting about devastating nerve pain that their partner is suffering from and asking for insights into what cocktails are used in this community and you know what natural alternatives there are to drugs because you just don't learn about that stuff unless you know somebody who has nerve pain and who is a spinal cord injury survivor. Um, you certainly don't get that information from your doctor to put it frankly so the real voices of, the, of this community have come together and you know we're not doctors. We're not scientists, but we are spinal cord injury advocates, and we are literally obsessed with this life and learning new things and critically thinking. And we have a lot of information on our hands, so we are excited to talk about this topic today.
0: Hmm. Well, and just to touch touch uh, base around sort of what you were saying, you know, what gives us the credibility to be able to share this information? It's also that we've experienced. Alongside our partners, the things that they have been going through and some of the methods and trials that they have used over the lifespan of spinal cord injury. For example, I have seen Dan try all sorts of medications until finally he's realized that the medications he had been taking were not really working for him, not in the way that he wanted or expected. And that is the common theme within the private discussion group on Facebook. So that in itself is, you know, um, you know, this isn't just hearsay. This is something that we've experienced. We've, we've witnessed, we've seen our partners go through this as well. So, and I, and I really like this. So Brooke, began to put this really great list together for our podcast. And I really like that the one of the very first things that you mention is diet, having a proper diet, having a diet that is not full of inflammatory foods, taking care of yourself in that way with the things that you put into your body. That's really where it all starts, right? Um, and this is also a journey that you have been on for a long time around eating clean. Can you explain to our audience what it means to have a clean diet?
1: Well, and firstly, I think that this is one of my biggest struggles moderating and running the private group is people are not aware how much diet impacts pain. And when we're speaking about pain, We're specifically speaking about, you know, the nervy kind of pain that's kind of unique to spinal cord injury, nerve pain, hot burning sensations. It's inflammatory pain and it's inflamed nerves. And it feels like a hot iron being pressed against your skin. That is the pain that we're discussing here, just because we don't want to get too off topic with all different kinds of pain, muscle pain, all that stuff. Um, We're talking about the inflammatory pain. So I just, I think it's, it's, It's such a missed opportunity because doctors, they're not into prevention. They're into remedies to treat and suppress, right? So you're not going to hear, unless you have an amazing doctor or if you have a functional medicine doctor that has time to meet with you or a naturopath who is into this kind of stuff, you're not going to have someone recommend an anti-inflammatory diet to treat pain, I mean, if you're out there and you have a doctor that has done that, please, we'd love to hear from you, Um, because these are the kind of right, these are the kind of things that they discuss. And so, a lot of the women on the private group are just so tired, and they have tried all these different. Their partners have tried all these different medications, and they're still in agonizing pain. Um, you know, a lot of the comments we see on the group are, well, my partner's tried Lyrica and gabapentin and neither they're okay, but there's a lot of side effects, but there's really nothing else. And that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Elena, we, we get kind of sick of commenting on the private group all the time that it's like, guys, like let's talk mm-hmm. about nutrition and how important it is to eat a diet that does not inflame you even more and cause this inflammation to happen um,
0: it's something that people don't think about. Right. Right. So what does that mean? Like when we say eating clean and this, there's, this is something you and I talk about quite often, that there is such a varying scale of what it means to be healthy. And just because somebody is thin doesn't mean that they're necessarily healthy. No. And uh, so in those terms to have a clean diet, let's start with the basics. What does that mean?
1: Well, Um, So, okay. So for instance, when you're trying to reduce inflammation in your body, you have to take out all of the things that are foreign to it. So let's just start from that. Like your body is not meant to have processed foods. Your body is not meant to eat seed oils. Your body is not meant to have food additives, which are added chemically to processed foods and not just processed foods. Any sort of boxed food has food additives in it. And these things actually react with your body and make it so that it's always fighting a war. And so after spinal cord injury, the body is so sensitive and the nervous system is so sensitive to everything that you want to literally wipe it clean and give it the best chance to help fight these battles itself instead of just layering on all of this stuff on top of it. And when you have a good diet, you'll notice that your body goes back to homeostasis really, really quickly. And also you'll notice that the natural alternatives and the supplements that you're taking will work more effectively because you won't have so many toxins in your body. And so, like if you're interested in um kind of assessing that, you want to make sure that you it's such basics, like read your labels. Make sure that you can pronounce everything on the label. If not, That's probably a food additive, and it's probably not good for you. So when you say clean eating, it means cooking everything yourself. It means steaming things, cooking things in grass-fed butter or coconut oil, Um, not a seed oil that is, there's so much research out there that says the linoleic acid content of seed oils is actually super cancer causing, super inflammatory for your body. And it's in 90% of the standard American diet, right? Every time you go to a restaurant and have something cooked in
0: oil, it's probably going to be a seed oil. Which is very unfortunate because sesame oil is really delicious. I <laughs> well, will say that. Uh, yeah.
1: You know what, though? Sesame oil is not as bad as um, some of the canola and sea- and sunflower oils, stuff like that, that, that are mass produced and uh, super cheap, which is why they're used frequently. But, like, those kind of things, like, you want to go back to the basics, it's true what these health experts say, you want to, you know, cook everything in ghee and butter, you want to steam things, you want to make salads and eat healthy oils that have not been processed. Um, and you want to just eliminate the stuff like sauces, and the stuff that has really high glutamate content in it. You want to watch out for MSG, which is motosodium glutamate, you want to research all that stuff. And like, we're not going to get into that in a huge way in this podcast, because that
0: literally would be like a podcast series of like 10 podcasts. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, no, I think a good indicator also is notice, pay attention to how you're feeling after you eat certain things. Like if you do go out to eat to certain restaurants, pay attention of, are you bloated? Do you have a migraine? Do you feel like you want to throw up? Are you nauseous? Do you feel like you want to fall asleep immediately? Stuff like that, right? And those are usually pretty good indicators that there's probably something in the food that's not really agreeing with you. Well, and once you start to pay attention, then after a while, it just becomes like a second language to you. You you, you tune into your, your own health and your own wellness through how you're feeling after you consume certain things. And that actually, that can go that can really touch base on every part of your life when you're consuming the news. How do you feel after you, you watch the news, right? It's it's how do you feel when you're around certain people and certain conversations? So all of it, it all becomes second nature.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, and the thing is, is we're not trying to say, you know, everyone should be on a diet and never go out. That's not what we're saying. You know, it's, I always say it's the 80 20 rule. So make sure that 80% of the time you're eating at home or making your own food. So you know what's going into it. And you know, the other 20% of the time you can have your takeout once a week or do that kind of thing. But when you're trying to eliminate pain and inflammation, Mm -hmm. it takes a long time to rid your body of the toxins that are creating that pain and inflammation. And, you know, we have a lot of women that come in the group and say, oh, I tried this supplement. I tried that supplement. I didn't do anything. Okay. But is he on an anti-inflammatory diet? Well, no, he does this and he drinks alcohol. It's like, okay, well, those are things that cause a lot of inflammation in the body. And you're not going to notice when you're using natural products. And even your prescription pills will probably not work as well. Right? So... I right. would say start at the basics. You like if you really want to get into reading food labels, go to someone who does that for a living. She's called the food babe. Her name's Vanny Harry. And you can go to foodbabe.com. And she is basically an expert in educating not just the public, but Congress and all the people at the FDA that make all these rules that I would say are you know, poisoning people. She's a a lobbyist for that. And she has a lot of knowledge on what goes into food and what food additives are and what to look for and what to not eat and what to eat and just why you shouldn't eat chemicals. Because like a lot of people, they don't even look at labels, right? They just assume that because it's on the grocery store. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we also assume that everything is is regulated and all the conventional supermarkets are, you know, oh, well, well, if it's in the country and it's um, FDA approved, then it must be safe to consume. Um, And then also a lot of us we sort of follow the the eating patterns of our parents, the way that we were raised in our households and whether your parents were into making healthy meals at home or were they more of like the takeout family because they were pressed on time or whatnot. So a lot of that behavior, it's learned behavior over time. And, and, um, I think I have a quick story for you. The other day I went to, um, this little Mexican, um, a Mexican like a store where you can get authentic Mexican food and then you take it home and you make it yourself like different like salsa verde you can get chips from there you can get like seven layer dip or whatever everything is is directly from Mexico and I got these almost these little like puffer chips they looked fairly innocent, to be honest. And they were quite plain. And <clears throat> I guess they're they're kind of like those, you know, those Chinese chips that they deep fried oil. And they're like puffy, but they were these Mexican chips. And I wasn't thinking anything of it. I opened the bag and I started eating them as I'm driving home and I'm so hungry. And then um, I was like, oh, something in my gut is telling me that these are probably not that good. Maybe because Literally. of the fat. <laughs> yeah. And so then at nighttime, I think uh, a couple of days later, I said to dad, oh, I kind of want a snack. Do you want to try these chips? They're really unique. So we ate them. And then again, something in my in my gut was like, oh, my God, you should not be eating those. And I was like, but they're so innocent. Having this like narrative going on with myself in my head before before we started the movie. And so then I get up and go look at the at the bag, go look at the label. They're so plain. It's like a clear plastic bag, like very basic. and one of the last ingredients was like yellow sunrise yellow or something like the food dye and only like I've known about food dyes and how so very toxic food dyes and our food can be. But I went on this like spiral of looking up the rainbow, basically the food dye rainbow online And the connection between some of these food dyes and various types of cancers. I almost had a heart attack. And especially because our partners, like you said, they have spinal cord injuries. They are vulnerable more than anybody. And when you're putting pure poison that is quote unquote FDA approved into your body, and then you're not, you know, you're not healing or you're, you're, like you said your nerve pain flares up or any kind of pain even if you have a broken bone like how can you heal your body if your body is trying to consistently process and digest chemicals and poisons and toxins anyways and the two of us woke up the next morning just so puffy like my i felt like i didn't have eyeballs my 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 face was so so puffy so It's, it's frightening. (laughs) It is, it is kind of scary, to be honest. And specifically when you go out to restaurants, there are no food labels, right? You don't get to see what, what's going into your food. So it can be a little, can be, I don't know. It can be a little scary. I think when you really start to dig deep into this stuff, but back to the basics we go. So, but you know, but you know what though? Like
1: it's scary at first, because, you know, and I was going to say, you're talking about food colorings. If anybody wants to know the real truth of how bad these dyes are that are approved in North America, just go to the Food Babe website or you can actually Google this. It'll probably come up, even though Google is censored, you, it'll it'll come up and it'll say the truth of yeah. just Google something about um, food dyes in North America versus food dyes in the EU. And you'll see that most of these have been completely banned from the EU because they are so toxic. And they'll have studies and relevant information on that. So you can do your own little critical thinking research blitz if you are interested in that. If you have a lot of food in your cabinet that have dyes, and it's disturbing because most of the dyes are actually used for kids' food um yep. which is very interesting and you can go down that rabbit hole and it's fun and it's it, it's scary but you know what once you know you know and then you're empowered right mm-hmm. you're not just walking through the dark saying oh i'm being looked after you know all everyone cares everyone at the fda cares about me and you know people at the the associations of whatever they're called that approve these foods, they care about me. No, no, no. It's all about profit, right? They really don't care about you. (laughs) But that being said, it really empowers you in a way because you take your what you put in your mouth into your own hands. You're just like, okay, like I understand that this is um what this is doing to me and it's scary that this is happening. But you know what? I don't have to participate Mm -hmm. in that. And that's the beauty of choice, right? Informed choice.
0: Right. And you know what? There's been quite a few times that I've gone to like a conventional like grocery store <clears throat> because, you know, like you want to pick up something quick. um, And like all of our all of our meat is sourced from a local butcher with whom like we pick up a big package of it and we do that kind of stuff at home. So we have our vegetable place. But there's been a few times that I've gone to a grocery store close by that has all all of the regular brands that you would see at like, I don't know, conventional food store or like a 7-Eleven or whatever, a quick convenience store. And I, you know, I was just thinking about it, like standing in the checkout, you know, when you're, when you go to checkout and there, there's all these like gums and chocolates and all this candy and stuff just to sort of entice you one last time before you exit the store. And I was looking, even like at a package of Skittles, thinking, oh my God, think about all the different colors in there. Like, it's not even the sugar content that freaks me right out, which it should, anyways, but it's also the everything else combined in one package, just brightly colorful little rainbow of poison. And I kind of, it kind of freaks me out now, like now that you know these things, once you, once you see, once you read, like you said, go on Google, yeah. this stuff is, this information is on Google, it's very, very easily yeah. accessible, very widely av- uh, available for people to do their own research, like you said, the different chemical compounds, or even things like we don't have milk in our house. So we we drank all like alternatives like a plant-based milk. But even plant-based milks, they're not good. They're not good for you. They're extremely full. They're full of completely compounded with chemicals, right? Things that you're like, what it what? What is that gum? And what is that? things that you can't pronounce. So then it kind of feels like you have to have either time on your hands to go to the store, buy your own cashews, blend your own cash, cashews, make your own milk, or you have to make your, like, you just have to do it all at home yourself. And that can be extremely time consuming. So back to the rule of 80, 20. I like that you said that because that's let's be serious here. Mm -hmm. We're all at some point in our lives going to be too busy or it's more convenient just to grab something when you're out and about, but paying attention to how you feel afterwards, I think is is the number one indicator there.
1: Yeah. And I have two things to add to that. First one is for everyone out there who wants to get into more clean eating and wants to look at labels. I remember I I'll never forget. I was literally 24 years old. And I decided to get really serious about reading my labels. I've always been a healthy eater. My mom was a TCM growing up, doctor of traditional Chinese medicine. She's a herbologist. So like we always ate pretty well. However, there was a lot of areas like we went to Costco and we would get like the chicken wings sometimes. And there was a lot of like I ate candies on the weekends and stuff like that. And so when I was 24, Evan and I, we were like, okay, we're going to get serious about removing all the food additives from our diet. And I remember I printed off like a list of what to avoid. And I went to the grocery store and I literally was shocked. I was like, what the, f- what the hell am I supposed to buy? Like everything has the, at least one of these things in it that is in a package. <laughs> and so I was like, I guess I'm shopping the outside aisles. Okay. <laughs> and it literally took so much time because I like to cook. Don't get me wrong. But it was so overwhelming to me because I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to have to make my own sauces, I'm going to have to go to a different store to get ketchup that doesn't have preservatives in it. I'm going to have to, but, but the thing is though, is it took, I remember about three months of going, I put it in my wallet in like the driver's license pocket, like what to avoid. And I took it with me to the grocery store every time. And I was overwhelmed for about three months. And then all of a sudden you start to know what's clean, what isn't, how to do things. You learn how to make your own stuff and you see the difference. Second thing is for all the skeptics out there who don't think it's a big deal and who don't really, you know, I eat well, but it doesn't really matter, you know, food additives, blah, 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 because it's not really that common of a topic. Um, try doing this for uh, even a month. Try c- eating completely clean for a month and then go and buy yourself a chocolate bar or Skittles or something with food additives in it, and see what happens in your body. Because, you know, you may not think it's a big deal now, because a lot of the times when you're kind of full to the brim with food additives and chemicals, your body doesn't notice or have any physical symptoms. They're all running in the background out of your awareness, right? But once it gets cleaned out, you notice right away Oh God, I have a pain in my stomach. Oh God. And then you see what's actually happening in your body because you don't have, you have more awareness, right? But you also understand and you you have yourself cleared out to a point where your pain and your stomach issues aren't just running in the background anymore. They're actually front and center because your body is not as busy It's healthier, right? And so, like, now it can draw your attention to this. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, this doesn't agree with me. And you can actually learn how, like, what you were saying earlier. How do you feel after? Because I can honestly say, before I started doing this, I would go to a restaurant and I would have like a burger and fries and I would feel totally fine and I wouldn't notice anything. But once I started doing this, a few months later, I would go to a restaurant and be like, oh, I have to be more selective as to what I order at a restaurant because like my body does not like this. And that's a good thing because it's showing you this isn't something that should be eaten, right? Which it's it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, right? And our body should always mm-hmm. be notifying us of everything. And if it's not notifying you as far as an ache or pain or something's not right, you're not hearing it. It's still happening, right? So I think that's really important. And that's the whole point of nutrition. Um, I also wanted to say If anybody is really interested, like, let's just say we have a WAG listening right now whose partner has tried everything. He's on multiple pills. He feels like crap all the time. He doesn't know what to do because his pain is so out of control. Go on. There's this diet that is specifically designed. Her name is Dr. Terry Wall, and she had MS, and she designed this diet to literally eliminate symptoms of distress in the body and inflammation because MS is an inflammatory disease, right? And so what you can do is you can look up that diet. It's called the wall diet by Dr. Terry wall. And it's an extreme, it's called like a nutrient adding diet. So you eat so much, but it's all in order to add nutrients to your body in order to clean it out rapidly of inflammation and toxins. And like Evan and I did it very early on in his injury. We mm-hmm. did it for about three weeks and it was insane. Like it's nine cups of vegetables a day. Three right. cups. I rem- I remember right? That. <laughs> three yeah. cups are cruciferous vegetables. Three cups are greens, and then three cups are, I forget, another kind of vegetable. And then you have to drink bone broth every day. You have to have like this certain smoothie every day. And you basically are overloading your body with the nutrients in specific doses that it needs in order to completely clear itself out. So it's not like your typical cleanse. It's amazingly healthy for you.
0: It's like paleo times a thousand. It's not like you're starving yourself like by fasting. And what was, what was your guys's personal, um, outcomes with this diet?
1: Well, we
0: used it more of like a reset.
1: Like we had moved to California and, um, we weren't feeling the best. Um, I don't know if it was the food. It's just like you move places and it's like a different environment. And, My husband had more nerve pain than normal. And so my mom had recommended this diet because she recommends it to her patients if they want to radically clear themselves out and get super healthy in a short period of time. Yeah. So we did it for a few weeks and it was awesome. It was amazing. But the thing is, is it is a lot of work. It's a lot of eating. It's refeeding your body. So it's like, if you can do this, you'll see it's freaking amazing. But- Um, And she cured herself from MS, by the way. She has a whole practice of people that she, she cures. Like she, she would, this doctor was in so much pain. She would have to take salt baths every night Um, and she couldn't work. She was on disability. She was a a medical doctor and they had no answers for her. I'm sure she probably was on gabapentin, (laughs) right? Like she couldn't, there was no answers for her. And so she decided to invent this diet and she's completely fine now. So there is hope. Right.
0: There. Well, exactly. And what do you have to lose? Like really, we, we were speaking about this earlier, just, you know, how very freely people give each other advice about different medications, doctors prescribe them. Um, there is a lot of risk involved when, you know, you have to be very careful of what you're sharing because Mm -hmm. a lot of these, these medications are serious. They come with a lot of side effects and Mm -hmm. there, it's not a joke. You can't just mess around with this stuff. They're still mm-hmm. drugs. Drugs mess you up. Um, and well, it's good that so, you said this
1: because we're talking about medications as well as a source of inflammation. So,
0: right. So again, you know, trying something that's um, more natural route is like eating a lot of vegetables or drinking a lot of water or taking a break from alcohol or sh- like excess of sugar. All of that. These are things that you can do for yourself easily. It takes, I mean, I say easily, but it takes a lot of willpower to stick, you know, a lot of consistency to stick with, with, um, some of these alternatives, but then that way you're not signing up for another prescription pill that we all, I think we all know that either you can't stay on it forever or it does do damage over time continued use of it have side effects. So anyway, so yes, the second point we're talking about now is we were speaking about nerve pain. Um, there is all sorts of kinds of different nerve pain that our partners experience, um, that instead of taking these various medications we have come across some other alternatives and one of them um that i read about was the lion's mane mushroom if you know me you know i am obsessed with mushrooms in general because they're all fun guys (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> this is where we need that special sound of the sound effect. Um, anyways, so one mushroom particularly is the lion's mane mushroom. It's a really, really great f- as a mood stabilizer to deal, help alleviate anxiety and depression. Um, it's re it's known for, for, um, the regrowth of, so new nerves so it helps with the regrowth of generating new nerves in the brain which can help you with your mood with the support of your nerve health it helps with focus with memory with clarity so all around it's a really really great mushroom you can read more about it online it is not a psychedelic mushroom so don't worry about that we're not leading you down that rabbit hole quite yet (laughs) But have a read. This mushroom is amazing. And it may encourage damaged nerves to grow and repair more quickly. So check that out.
1: Yeah, it got recommended to us on the private group. This is um this is something that um you should always get organic and from a trusted supplier so that there's no fillers. Um there's a lot, right? There's a lot of uh, supplements that have fillers in it now, and you just have to be careful because. Your supplements can have a lot of food additives in them as well. And you don't want that when you're trying to like,
0: right. heal yourself. So you right? want, yes, good quality, high potency, find a good supplier for this.
1: Yeah, but I think it's it's really cool reading up about the potentials of mushroom medicine, the non-psychedelic stuff, well, even the psychedelic stuff, but the non-psychedelic stuff for nerve, nerve stuff and brain and brain health. I know that Evan, he loves um, mushroom powder in his coffee in the morning he loves it. He, he does the four sigmatic blend of like heart lion's mane and he swears that it works so well for his focus.
0: So, I mean, we could all use a big dose of more focus in our life, right? Yes. To keep yourself (laughs) regulated, to keep yourself feeling good, feeling sharp, feeling alert, feeling like you're actually a participant of your own life and not just watching it go by living in nerve pain and inflammation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So another couple of supplements that we have is like we wanted to to talk about this and really highlight this on this podcast um, because we were discussing gabapentin last podcast. We wanted to make sure everybody knows that gabapentin was created as a chemical alternative to GABA, which is a naturally occurring um, neurotransmitter in the body. And it's a supplement You can actually get supplements called GABA, G-A-B-A. And this is what gabapentin is based off of, except GABA doesn't have the crazy, horrific side effects and contraindications of gabapentin. And the reason that this gabapentin was even invented was because of GABA, is based off GABA. So the problem with natural health products is you can't patent them. You can't make money off of them unless you have your own supplement line and you're selling it. But pharmaceutical companies, they need to create a chemical formulation based off something natural, which almost all of them are. So a synthetic version of the natural version is what gabapentin is. And it's also super strength. It's just, you know, it's it's crazy strong synthetic version. So everyone needs to understand that there is such a thing as GABA. And it's funny because I didn't realize this at the very beginning of my partner's SCI journey. I didn't realize that it was a naturally occurring acid. It's an essential amino acid in the brain. So basically what it is, is it's a calming neurotransmitter. Um, It works with your immune and endocrine systems. So they've done so many studies on what happens if you have low GABA, what happens if you have high GABA. So GABA is then, you can get it synthetically, but you can also get natural versions in various supplement Uh, brands depending on what brand you're going to go with and what you're going to research, but it's a great sleep aid. So (laughs) it
0: it, it it works. Yeah. Sorry. But it all, no, no. But it also like, I take, I take GABA. Um, I take a chewable, a chewable that's called GABA after getting off of my SSRIs after over a decade. Um, I will notice that if I have too many glasses of wine the night before I will wake up with like, almost like an anxious stomach, I get this anxiety over things, just anything about the things that I have to do during the day. But I've been taking this, this chewable, this gap of chewable. And I've noticed immediate effects of that and how that nervousness, the knots in my stomach go away. And it's actually not only a sleep aid, but it's also just like a, a stress relief, it gets mm-hmm. rid of the anxiousness that you're holding in your body. I mean, mm-hmm. for various reasons, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's an indicator for you, right? That that lets you know that maybe don't drink too many glass of wine Lena the night before. Um, but if that ever happens, there's a celebration or a special occasion. And that happens. Um, I know that I have this GABA to, to fall back on instead of taking a pharmaceutical.
1: That's amazing. Uh, that's such a really, that's a really cool testimonial. Um, yeah. So here's the thing, people listening right now, if you are interested in the natural version of gabapentin, you can go on again, critical research, doing your own research, go on and search GABA, G-A-B-A supplement natural or something like that in Google. And a bunch of different supplements will come up, research what they do and how they work with your body. And you'll realize that it's very, very similar to what gabapentin does. Okay. So it's a calming agent. It's a relaxing agent. (laughs) <laughs> my husband took uh GABA for a while when he couldn't sleep at night and he actually didn't like it. Cause it made him too groggy. Like he took, I think he took it. Like the dosages are all different, right? It depends what supplement you get, but he took a couple for a few nights in a row and he didn't like the way that it made him feel because it made him feel too sleepy and too relaxed, which is interesting. This was also a long time ago. He's in a different place now, but, um, it completely calmed down his spasms in his legs. It completely calmed him down. It made him drowsy. So he can attest to that, that it does work, but it's all about, um, trying these things for yourself, right? Like you have to try these things to see how they work. However, we will say, do not do this if you're on pills that have contraindications and make sure you talk to your doctor.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. Um one of the one of the positives uh one of the more positive effects of the of t- taking natural supplements is that they're not addictive. At least this is not addictive. You will not become addicted to it, but you might become more addicted to the feeling, a feeling calm. But like Brooke said, do not cross mix your medications, don't, you know, without getting obviously getting the formal consent of a physician and getting the proper advice because even some natural supplements can have an interaction with your pharmaceutical medications and that would not be a good thing
1: for sure and even if your doctor isn't aware make sure you again do your own research like let's just say you talk to your doctor and he doesn't know the contraindications get him to look it up in his little book of tricks, or you can go. There's a lot of um, databases online where you can search natural supplements and see the contraindications, um, and just make sure that it doesn't. Um, if he's if your partner's on you know many different medications, just make sure that it doesn't interfere with those because it does. It's a neurotransmitter, right? Like it's a brain thing, so you have to make sure. I personally would not take GABA unless I was off other medications, because you're not going to see. Um, especially like medications that help that control things in your nervous system, like pain, you're not going to really see all that they can do. Unless again, you're cleaned out with a great diet and you know, you're doing pretty much everything to reduce your inflammation. Um, then you're going to see some, some really big results from natural things like this, but I wouldn't do it if I was on, um, a whole host of other pills. I would try and taper down no. my other pills first.
0: Well, especially as SRIs, um, you don't want to overload yourself because you can get like a, um, you can get like a toxic shock symptom, which you want to avoid, which will can put you in even a worse state. Right. Especially when you're taking too many mood stabilizers and whatnot. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So well, let's talk about another one that we always like to recommend. Um is, this one is specifically for nerve pain. It literally works wonders on nerve pain. It's called serapeptase. Um this is something that both Elaine and I recommend to everybody dealing with nerve pain because it is A natural, B super inexpensive, and C um it's it works for, it's interesting. You take it on an empty stomach, it works for nerve pain. Like literally, I will give my partner 3 pills and it'll wipe out his nerve pain completely. Take mm. it on a full stomach, and it works as a digestive enzyme. So it helps you to digest. So it's kind of a win-win little enzyme. It's made from silkworms. Um, it's like a Japanese uh, – it's made from Japanese silkworms. Um, and it actually there, – no, there's no worms in it. <laughs> it's just – it's a derivative mm. of that. And it basically the best explanation I've ever heard from someone at the natural pharmacy was it acts like Pac-Man. And it basically goes through your bloodstream and eats away at any inflammatory things that are floating around. Um, It's also a natural blood thinner. So again, this might have contraindications, right? My dad was taking serapeptase and then he had heart surgery and he was on blood thinners. And I I know a lot of SCI guys are on blood thinners as well. So you cannot take this if you're on blood thinners. Um, So just make sure you do the same thing. You consult your doctor or you uh, make Mm -hmm. sure it doesn't doesn't mix with any other meds, but this, this stuff and serapeptase. you have to get at the 120,000 IU strength. It's one of the highest strength versions of it. There's three different strengths. So if you're going to get it for nerve pain, make sure it's the 120,000 IU because the 90,000 is not going to work as well. It's not for the same things. So it is like a miracle in our household. My husband's been taking it for eight years. He swears by it. Every time he has a night of drinking, like my partner is pretty cleaned out, but he loves his wine. And so like he'll have wine and then he'll wake up in the morning and he'll have a really bad shoulder. He has gets nerve pain in his shoulder. His left shoulder. Mm. I love like the hot iron pain in his shoulder. Like, oh, give me the serapeptase. I'll give him three, gone in 20 minutes. So it's like, and it stays for a long, way longer than an Advil.
0: And it builds up in your system. And alcohol is one of the worst, right? Alcohol is definitely one of the worst. If you're not, if you're feeling inflamed, don't drink alcohol.
1: Let's move on to our next recommendation and for natural pain relief. And that is essential oils. Now I know you have yes. some recent experience with that you want to tell us about that.
0: Well, um, Dan began to have more like a spastic sort of pain in his legs. They're really, really tight. And we're sort of dealing with that, trying to come trying to determine what is the cause of this awful pain in his body and that's causing the spasms and that's causing him to become stiff as a board at nighttime to his knees shooting up to his chin during you know, the morning. And one of the things that I went to check out at Finlandia, Finlandia is a natural I guess like in the supplement store here in Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, And one of the things that one of the, the texts there had recommended were two essential oils, bergamot and black pepper. Now I had no idea that black pepper could even be an essential oil. So that was kind of neat. And I, I was sort of, At first, when I went to smell it, I thought I would start sneezing, you know, how you how you can when you smell black pepper. But it actually has a pretty nice, pleasant smell. It's not overpowering. We put it in in the diffuser. But more importantly, I make a balm um, with it out of coconut oil or whatever carrier oil you want. Just throw. I put quite a few drops in because you want it to be fairly powerful. Um, And that has been it's a nice alternative alternative to things like Tiger Balm. Like I find that I love Tiger Balm and and the smell of it and whatnot, but it just like lingers. It's so powerful if you get it on your hands and you get it in your eyes accidentally or in your mouth, it's not a fun experience. So these two essential oils were really, really nice to use.
1: That's a really good idea. And there are lots of recipes online if you're looking to make your own natural Tiger Balm-like. Yes. Um, You know, something for pain, you can just Google DIY essential oil tiger bomb recipe. And there's so many good recipes out there that use black pepper and peppermint um, that are really awesome for relieving muscle pain too, Right.
0: Yeah. And you know what? A few years back, actually, we we came across a woman here in Vancouver, British Columbia, um, who runs a brand called D Lush. And she actually came out with this. It's called the magic stick. And it's basically a stick that is full of you kind of roll it on, but it, it has the actual I want to say balm in the stick. So it's not like a roll-on stick. It's more of like a lotion stick. And she came up with her own recipe for this like amazing tiger balm-like smell. And it it actually has CBD in it. So the CBD also acts as a pain reliever. And again, you don't get it all over your face, your hands. It's it's a great little product.
1: Well, that's a good intro to the next recommendation that we're going to do. And that is Marijuana. So everyone out there who's probably cringing right now, who lives in a state or a country where marijuana isn't legal or hard to get, uh, we in Canada have, it, it is legal. It is fully legal. They sell it everywhere. Um, there's mm-hmm. so many different kinds that are available to us. So we are lucky because our partners are able to experiment with different strains and different strengths and different things. And um, I used to make, you know, marijuana cookies all the time and brownies. Um, There's tinctures, there's oils, there's topical creams. It's everything you can imagine. But for those of you who really want to try marijuana, again, this is something that you have to try in slow doses, different strains. Um, Whether you want THC or CBD, they both work differently. CBD is more cumulative and it does work well for calming the system. However, THC is a little bit better for pain. Um, that's kind of the consensus in the WAGs of SCI community. But if you're discouraged because it's not legal in your state or your country, please look into medicinal marijuana. I'm in Italy right now, and Italy is a very conservative country. You don't have cannabis. it's They have CBD available for home delivery, which we definitely were, uh, were using while we were here, CBD oils. Um, but you cannot find like... <laughs> weed on the streets or weed stores, you can't get it very easily at all. Um, so when we were actually lucky because we went to the spine ward and, um, we were there for some, something unrelated, but the OT that worked there was saying, oh yeah, you can get, if you have a doctor's prescription, you can get medical marijuana through the government here uh, medicinally. And that was really encouraging because I'm like, okay, I think it's pretty easy to get it with a doctor's script in most places now medically. Um, So please look into those avenues if you haven't already. I know there's a lot of women that live in States where it's, it's not, you can't find it anywhere uh, because that is a possibility and you should definitely try it because it is I would say one of the most effective pain relievers out there
0: right and again everybody is different every body everybody's brain is different so some things that work for one individual may not work the same for another so be aware user be aware buyer be aware for example somebody like myself I cannot smoke marijuana I go into complete paranoia and I'm not having a good time so somebody like Dan he can write a paper and and smoke it so it's just uh it's it varies between individuals as well and you know what a few years ago you and I um Brooke and Evan Dan and I went on a marijuana facility tour um and that was quite an eye-opening experience experience in itself because I had no idea I had no idea that there were so many different plants and variations and strains and and how they they grow and harvest this and how much you know how many steps and precautions and how much gear you have to wear to be able to even enter one of these facilities and how so very careful all of this regulated uh, marijuana is how it's handled how it's packaged how it's supplied it was just uh, a whole other experience in itself it's a big big business here in canada
1: for sure. And it's like starting to dominate everywhere around the world because people, you can't just ignore the power that it has to help people. Um, and the low, low side effects, like for people that can tolerate it, there's no side effects for people like Lena and I that, you know, we get kind of anxious. Um, you, you know, if, you, if you're an anxious prone person, you might want steer, to steer away, stay away from that. <laughs> but again, hey, everybody's yeah, different. Yeah. Everybody's different. Everybody reacts differently. Um, These guys' bodies who have SCI, they react differently. to. there's, There's three ways that you can absorb it. You can absorb it through the receptors under your tongue, through your skin, or through your lungs. And I learned a little while ago, a couple of years ago, that those three different ways of absorbing vary for different types of people. So I would highly encourage if you try topical creams and it's not working at all, Try doing it under the tongue. Try taking a tincture or something that is designed to go under the tongue like an oil. If that doesn't work, that means that your partner is not a tongue absorber. So try a vaporizer and absorb it through the lungs because those are very different mechanisms and every single person is different. So don't get discouraged if the first thing you try doesn't work. I think that's my best advice for marijuana in general. So let's talk about some more physical ideas for relieving pain. And some tips and tricks that we've learned ourselves, but also from the private group as to ways you can relieve stiffness, muscle pain, even nerve pain physically using tools and techniques.
0: Correct. So one of the first things that we always recommend is doing a proper stretching routine, whether you are the caregiver or your partner needs some assistance with the stretching. Both individuals should, should have some sort of a stretching routine not only does it help with your physical body but also your mental state and along with those with the stretching, we get into precursors um Dan uses these leg massagers that he puts on at night, and they have like a heat adjustment um on them, so you can adjust the heat setting as well as the pressure and I think maybe the vibration but um it has like a different pattern you can do, so those have been quite you can find them on Amazon. They're not very expensive, maybe $50. And we've had ours for months and they typically come with like a lifetime warranty. So if one goes out, they'll just ship you a whole new set. So those have been really great as well as the percussor and percussor again, works for both individuals. It helps with muscle tightness, with muscle soreness, stiffness. It just has an overall really great, um, it has a really, really great um, purpose for both individuals as well.
1: Yeah, I think that the percussor is really cool because a lot of us caregivers out there, aka me from my perspective, I have really sore hands at the end of the day and I wish that I could massage my partner, but my hands get so tired because I am tired at the end of the day and I just, we, I don't have the time to massage his shoulders because when my husband um, pushes a lot in his chair, his arm muscles are so unbalanced because his the left side of his body is so impacted from his C4 spinal cord injury. He barely has any function in his left arm and his left shoulder. And so he has overuse in various tiny tiny muscles in his left shoulder and they get so sore. And so he overuses them, but then he also compensates by overusing his his right shoulder and all the muscles in there and his neck gets so tight. And I'm just like, I wish I could help you, honey. But since we got the Theragun, which is a brand of percussor, um it is like it saves my hands. I literally just grab it, turn it on, and it you can set it to a certain setting. And it's basically as powerful as getting a massage, but you it's like a gun. You don't have to like you don't have to move your hands. It's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And we actually got ours covered by our extended medical because um, it saves money. They actually have statistics in the insurance companies that say that if you have one, you save costs of massage, which is very cool.
0: So there's also
1: the possibility of that because these can get quite expensive, right? Yes. Um, yes, but definitely if your partner has sore, muscles, this the the percussors, they go beneath the skin. They go like even deeper than a massage would go. Um so sometimes the next day he's sore in the areas that he got massaged, but it's so good for people that don't have good circulation and that have spasms. Like you can put them on their on the hip flexors and mm-hmm. it helps the spasms to release. So this these machines like I would recommend them to anybody who has any level of injury after spinal cord injury. It's they're super super helpful.
0: Well, and you can also, you have the ability to use some of the privacy of your home and you don't need to make an appointment to go in to use, to use one of these. I know that my Cairo would even use uh, a percussor before my session would begin. So this is something you can do at home whenever you have the time or the energy to do that.
1: For sure. Um, So last thing that's kind of physical, it's not really, but it is um, acupuncture. I think acupuncture and acupuncture pressure are things that can help pain in certain individuals. Again, like we always say, every body is different. It's worth trying. Like for instance, my husband, acupuncture, he gets it twice a week and it helps his pain by managing the energy in his body and the movement and drawing energy to those points. I wouldn't say it helps completely with his nerve pain. It sometimes aggravates it, which is, kind of interesting. And my mom who does it on him thinks that is very awesome because she's like, yes, the energy is going to the spot that it needs to go. It's not the most comfortable thing in the world for him, but again, everybody is different. And there's a lot of women on the private group that swear by pain relief from acupuncture. So that is definitely something that is worth a try. And it's very covered by medical plans and extended medical plans now. So if you have an acupuncturist near to you and you haven't tried it yet, you might as well give it a try, right? Because it's cumulative as well, which is another great thing. You know, sometimes massage that you have to go every week or every month in order to keep it up with acupuncture, it's cumulative over time. So the benefits stay in your body and you keep adding to them, which is really great. And it's really, it's like good value for, for your money.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that this episode's podcast, this episode, this podcast and episode of the of the podcast has been very helpful for you guys. Again, these are a lot of the information you find here today has been pulled and surveyed from the Wags of SCI private discussion group on Facebook, where we have over two thousand community members as of today. So if you have any more questions for us, please feel free to send in your email. Um, to sci at gmail.com and we would be happy to forward any of this information um, along with links we'll add the links in our bio but so until I guess next time we're very grateful for this community and for all of the valuable information that the women in this community share Um, we really couldn't do it without every single community member that has joined us throughout the years So until next time, please take care of yourselves and love one another. Cheers.